Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. And can I also say happy Valentine's Day. And unless you're like me and single yet again, uh, I guess it's happy almost discounted chocolate day. Because I know tomorrow uh, all the Valentine's Day chocolate will be discounted. So we usually get a shit ton of M&Ms that day. Um, I was recently thinking back to past Valentine's Day when I was dating someone and I remember, oh, this one year, I, I had to have been maybe 23, 24 at the time, maybe. And the guy I was dating, um, we both worked at the same factory. It's a factory that I still work at. And, uh, um, I got Valentine's Day off. Now, he could have chosen to take that day off as well. But no, he decided he was going to work even though he knew that we had plans. And our plans were just to spend the night in a hotel room. So, I, I mean, it was fun afterwards. But, like, he was tired. And I got that. But he had the chance to not work and to spend the entire day with his girlfriend. I... Men are weird. Men are weird. I remember in, I don't know if any other high schools did this, but around Valentine's Day each year, we did like one of those compatibility um, like questionnaires. And then you had, uh, obviously you put if you're male or you're female. I remember... It gave you a list of guys that you were compatible with in dating, a list of guys you were compatible with uh, being friends with, a list of girls who would be, like, you're compatible to be, like, best friends with and everything. And uh, a lot of them, I remember a lot of the guys on that list were always, like, these big, like, jock guys. And I'm just like, I don't know how any of that would work because in high school, I mostly dated band geeks um nothing against them i one a couple of of the guys that i dated they they were in band and it was fine um i also was in band at, at uh one point i i quit after only a couple months um because anytime i tried to practice like i wasn't the greatest i played the trumpet wasn't the greatest. I had to practice in my basement. Um, and everyone was just like, I, every time I tried, they're just like, you're not playing around. I'm just like, I'm still learning. It didn't go over well. So I just quit band, but also picture this. So I was, Oh, I had, my mother had just talked me into getting a perm and I had super, super, super short hair at the time. So that perm turned basically into a fro and I, I looked a little nerdy. Like I, I now wear glasses. I didn't have the start. I didn't have glasses until like a year ago. I actually had to start wearing them, but I didn't have glasses back then. But like, 
I was this nerdy looking kid with a fro holding a trumpet. Like I see pictures and I still fucking laugh my ass off. Cause I'm just like, what were any of us thinking back then? I, I, I don't even know. Um, I want to say my mother talked me into two perms, but I really just remember the one, but I swear to God, there was two of them. And I don't know. It just thinking back on that is just funny as hell, but I don't know. There's, can I say that I had something, it was there. It was the tip of my fucking tongue. And then the thought just like, you know, disappeared out of my brain. I, it fucking happens all the goddamn time. Oh my God. So as I said, like, um, last episode I went and I think I said I went and celebrated my brother's birthday, but, uh, I have two gifts that I bought on Etsy that just came in. Um, I got him like these coasters with like 1920, like we're, we're football fans. Um, and if you ask us what football teams we root for, it's the Cleveland Browns and the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's what we've grown up on. And so I got them coasters that um, have like the 1920s Ohio State logos and players paint, painted on them. And then I also got them this little picture, which I have to go out and get a frame at, from, uh, at some point. And it's of the Cuyahoga um, National Park in near Cleveland area. And uh, it's, I, I heard about this from an episode of My Favorite Murder. So I'm looking up, I'm looking it up and I'm just like, oh my God, these things are the greatest. So it's got, uh, it's a, like a, like a, almost like a painted picture in a way of it. And it's got a one-star review written on it. So it says this place is a very, 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 very muddy, just mud everywhere. It is so fucking genius. And the reason that I got, I couldn't find one, find one for like a state park near Columbus, but, um, he actually, my brother, when he was in college, he went to Kent state. So, uh, I, I know that Kent is somewhat around Cuyahoga area. Um, I like, I even went, I went to college in Cleveland and I was, we were about a five to 10 minute drive from downtown Cleveland, but we were in like, um, if you've ever heard of like Shaker Park or is it, is it Shaker? Park? I don't think it's Shaker Park. It's Shaker something. Shaker Heights. Okay. Sorry, not Shaker Park. Shaker Heights. But if you've ever heard of Shaker Heights in like the Cleveland area, that is a very, very rich area. And I went to college not that far from there. So um, if there are some times where I'd be driving through that, and I, like, my first car, it was a, uh, what was it? A, uh, 
2001 Oldsmobile Alero. It was two doors and it had a sunroof. And I love the car to death. Best first, best first car uh, I've ever had. Well, it was the best first car ever, in my opinion. Um, but uh, I would be driving through there, and I had rust on my car because it was an older vehicle. And I'd be driving past like all these multi-million-dollar houses, and I'm just like, "Fuck, I feel poor." Um, but no, it was it was good though. So. Uh, before I take up more time talking about things that don't matter, we're going to get into this book. So we're, let's do this. Let's get into it. All right. So the book that we have for this episode is Freeing London by Rebecca A. Avalon. Now, this is book one of four of the um, Hidden Park series. So about Rebecca, she was born and raised in California until she was 17 and then she joined the Navy where she served for seven years before returning to California. And we thank you for your service. Um, and she raised her three children there. Her love of reading inspired her to write the stories that were in her mind. She now lives in Utah with her husband and their youngest even though she loves reading, she has a full-time job and that's kind of slowed down her writing process or that slowed her writing down, but she promises that there are more stories to come. Um, just a quick trigger warning before we get into this, this, in this book, there are some talk of sexual assaults and physical abuse. So if reading this, please do take into consideration that there will be a little talk on this as well. Um, I just want you guys to uh, be aware of that. Now, our characters in this are London, Damien. It's either Damien or Damon. I messed up the name and I think it said Damien in the first book, but I think it went to Damon afterwards. Um, I think that's where I got a little confused. Anyway, we also have Aria, Sophia, Cole, Xavier, Tristan, Paulina, and Robert. And the two that we really focus on is um, London and Tristan. Now, London has not had the best of luck. When she was three, her parents were killed in a car accident and she was in and out of foster homes from then on. When she was 18, she graduated from high school and she had enough money um, from working other jobs, from working like uh, uh, side jobs or part-time jobs that where she could rent an apartment. So and she works at a coffee shop as well and, at this time. And... She, I mean, it's slowly looking up. She's around like 19 right now. Um, she has this one customer that comes in all the time. And this turns out to be Damien. Now, after it's either a couple weeks or a couple months, Damien asks her to go on a date with him. And she says yes. So before we get more into the hat, um, 
I'm going to go into a little bit about Tristan now. Tristan has had his share of tragedy as well. Now, Tristan is um, the oldest of four. Uh, he's got twin brothers, Cole and Xavier, that are, I believe they're only two years younger than him. And then his sister, Sophia, who's 22. Um, when he was 10, um, his parents were also killed in a car accident. It was a drunk driver that ended up hitting them. Um, and we come and, and we do learn uh, a little bit down the road here and then we'll get more into this as well that, Tristan is a wolf shifter along with his, along with the siblings, but he is the alpha of his pack. Now, um, we'll get a little bit more into that. I think we'll talk more about how Tristan came into being the alpha, um, as it goes on, I don't think it's really truly discussed how, well, it, it gets discussed in this, um, but it, it comes more into play, especially when we come to the fourth book of this series. Now, we're going back to London. Now, London is on her date with Damien. He's just like, oh, I have to go, um what is it? I, I have to go check on my daughter real quick. It'll, it'll just take us a minute. So instead of going to whatever restaurant that he had said that they were going to go to, he takes her to his house. Now, once he gets there, like he see, like he goes into another room. Um, London sees Damien's daughter, who is Arya, and she's just like, you need to run. But before she can try to do anything, like, like even really think of what Arya is trying to say, she feels a needle prick in her neck. Now, she essentially has been kidnapped. Um, and she has been with Damien for two years now. And in those two years, he has beaten and raped her. And he is trying to get her pregnant. Now, what Damien doesn't know is that London has an IUD in. And that is a form a, of birth control. And you can um, that can come in either one of two ways. Um... So with her in the two years with London not getting pregnant at all, he Damien's at at is pissed. Like I think the beatings have become harsher than they were in the beginning. Because he's 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 not getting what he wants, which is a heir. Um so Sophia, who is actually a, a doctor, is called in and she goes to the Phoenix Pack. Now, the Phoenix Pack is Damien's pack. Uh, and when she gets there, she when she 
goes to there. Tristan is just like, look, you're going to have to take guards because we know how he kind of, how that pack operates. I'm not going to send you in there alone. You're a lone female that is not mated. So you're going with guards and those guards are her twin brothers. And when she gets to that pack, she's like, she's taken back because she sees London and she's human. Like, they believe that she's just pure human. And um, as it turns out, she, as it turns out, London actually has, um, one of her parents was a shifter. But she, so she's a half shifter, but she does not have the ability to shift. Um, I don't know if that was because she grew up mostly with humans and that kind of just, I, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't know if it kind of like, uh, suppressed it to a point where shifting was not available for her. I'm not, I'm not sure on that one. Um. But, uh, but because she is a half shifter, she is able to conceive with a shifter and, um, be able to essentially breed, um, full shifters. So while... Sophia is there and London knows that she can't speak anything out loud. So she like, she's writing things out on a notepad for Sophia. And she's basically just like, I need you to get Ari out of here. Cause Arya's is close to 18 and Damien has a quote unquote buyer set up for her. So she will basically be in the same um, situation that, London's in, and London doesn't want that for her. So she tells, so she basically tells Sophia, you have to get Arya away from here. I don't care about me. I, you just need to do this. London has suffered so much that all she wants to do is die. Cause she knows that if, um, because Damien basically told her that if she doesn't conceive soon, that he's going to kill her. And, you know, she's kind of, like, at this point, resigned to that fate. And it's almost like she's welcoming it with open arms. I have a funny puppy. Um, so, how they find out that London is a half-shifter is that... Sophia actually takes a vial of blood from her. Um, and she's able to analyze that and see that there is some shifter DNA in her. Now, Sophia wants to help London and Arya because she sees the situation that she's in. And she's basically what London is, what her situation is for the most part is she's locked in one room. She's usually handcuffed to a bed and uh, she is beaten and raped daily. And uh, it, it, Sophia wants to get her out of there. Like I would, I want to, like, I want to get her out of there. It, 
just hearing that, it's it's heartbreaking. So Sophia gets back to her pack, right? And she tells her brother, like, like she tells her brother Tristan, like, look, we need to get them out of there. And they're just like, we have to do this smart because if we do this the wrong way, it could start a whole war. And they don't want that. I, I get that. There'd be so much bloodshed in that and innocents would be killed. Um, so I, I will say this because I forgot to mention this. Um, Sophia actually does leave London a... Um, like a business card of hers uh, and it has her number on it. And it basically says where they are, where they live, which is in Montana. Now, unbeknownst to everyone in Montana, Aria and London are able to escape. So they go from, I want to say it doesn't, since they're called the Phoenix pack, I'm going to guess that they're in Arizona. So London and Aria, they take buses from um, uh, from Phoenix all the way up to this place called Wolf Creek. Now it takes about a day, day and a half maybe to get all the way up there. So um, London ends up calling Sophia and like, she's just like, look, I, I, I didn't know who else to call. We're in Wolf Creek, Montana. I don't know how far away you guys are from us. Um, we, we ran, we, we don't know anyone else. You're the only person that we trust right now. And, and Sophia's just like, just, just hold on, just hold on. Um, I'll come and get you. And in the background, you can hear, Tristan growling. Now, all London has ever dealt with for majority of her life, and especially in the last two years, is these dominating alpha male guys. And when she hears Tristan growl in the background, like she freaks out. Because she's just like, am I going from one situation to another? Am I going basically back into the same thing? And I, I, you worry about that. And it, 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 it's, it, it, it almost seems like it. Um, but Sophia is able to talk Tristan into staying back while her and the twins go get the girls. Now Tristan's getting everything ready at the house, right? Um, Tristan is the alpha of this, of this pack. And, uh, so along with being an alpha, he also owns a restaurant, which is called Violet's. Now Violet was his mother's name. Um, and he made, so Tristan made a, basically a pact to himself saying that he would never mate unless he found his faded mate or true mate. And it's basically, essentially you see someone and they are your other half. They are your soulmate. They, uh, complete you. And he hasn't met that yet, but that does not mean he has been a choir boy. He has had um, 
physical relationships with some of the other women in the pack. And there's one woman who in her mind keeps on thinking that uh, her and Tristan are in a relationship and that they are going to be mated. And this woman is Paulina. Now, Paulina ends up showing up at the house, draping herself all over Tristan. And um, he's literally like, I, I get that he's trying to be the good guy. I, I get that. But he's really not getting to the point where like, it's a no for her. Like, I don't know how long ago they had last slept together. I, I don't know any of this because it didn't really say, but he's being too nice when he, when he's trying to get away from her advances. And I'm just like, dude, dude, you know, you don't want to deal with her psychoness anymore. So you need to act like a dick. I'm sorry, but it, if this girl is not taking no for an answer and you've, uh, and obviously, okay, let me put it this way. For females out there, you know all about this. You've got a guy that's hitting on you over and over and over again. And you repeatedly are telling him no. You are not, you, you're trying to ignore him. You're, you're not giving in to any of his, his advances. And you're being nice at first. And you're saying no. And he, but when he's not taking it, you turn into a straight bitch. I'm sorry, but you have to at that point because he's not taking no for an answer and you're starting to, and, and it might be a little scary too, depending on, um, how, what his reactions are. So, I mean, you turn into a bitch and you basically you I don't know if if you want a name call or if you want to do anything like that but you do you you become an asshole to get him to finally go away and majority of the time it works um there are some times where unfortunately it does not and but Tristan just needs to just become a straight dick with her, become the asshole and really just like kind of put her in the place and be just like, look, no, I don't want to fucking touch you. I don't want anything to do with your crazy ass. Please leave me the fuck alone. Like he just needs to go out and say it and stop being this overly nice guy because right now she's still kind of like draped all over him and he's like slowly just like, like he has his arm, her, his hands on her shoulders, not squeezing, not shaking, not doing any of that, but slowly like, like gently trying to push her away. But you're still letting her cling on to you like a fucking spider monkey. And that's when everyone comes in. You've got the girls. You've got Sophia. You've got the twins. And they all see Paulina all over him. And he finally drops her ass onto the ground when he sees London. And he sees, holy shit, this is my true mate. This is my fated mate. This is my soulmate. This is my other half. This is this is. This person is my home. He sees that, he recognizes it, and he drops her on her ass. Now, she kind of, she sees that. She, Paulina sees 
holy shit, I need to get rid of this girl because she's taking my spot and I don't like that. But, um, she finally ends up leaving. Now, London in her head has it, oh, he's got a girlfriend and, and all this. And he, after, after a little bit, he finally puts her at ease and saying, she's crazy. I had, I don't want anything to do with her and kind of just like does all this. And she finally gets it. Be like, Oh, okay. I get it. You're not together. She's just, um, got a lot of fucking screws loose. So, and she does learn that this pack is not like the pack that she came from to where, um, they don't do, they're, they're not big into brutality, I should say. Um, you don't see a lot of fights break out. You may, Tristan makes sure everyone's happy. And he's doing everything he can to make sure that London has what she needs. Now, there is a time when... This when Robert now Rob when Robert calls Tristan now Robert is Paulina's father, um he was also Beta to Tristan's father who was the Alpha beforehand, and Robert has always uh, wanted Paulina and Tristan to get together, um and I and I. And I think that's because, like, I don't know if he felt like that is kind of, like, something he thought he deserved with his daughter being Luna if since he was a beta. Um, but he basically calls Tristan and be just like, look, you have these new women in your house. I don't like it. You need to stop having your bachelor ways and you need to get mated. Now Paulina is perfect for you. Tristan puts him, Tristan turns into the asshole right here. And I absolutely love that because he's finally being affirmative with other people about what he truly wants. And he tells her, or he tells Robert, look, London, the human you just disgraced right then and there, she is my true mate. Um, your daughter's spoiled and psychotic. And... I need her to really understand that nothing is ever going to happen between us again. Now, Robert knows um, what it's like when you find a true mate. And he, he, he's just like, okay, I will make sure that, um, that she gets it and that she doesn't come near you again. I am sorry for any disrespect I had said, um, I just want what's best for her. And, and, you know, I, I get that. A father always wants best for their children. And sometimes the parents try too hard and the child becomes spoiled and believes that they deserve everything under the sun. Um, but 
Unfortunately, Paulina doesn't agree with any of this. She still thinks that her and Tristan are supposed to be mated together. So she um, contacts Damien and gets into cahoots with him. So he ends up kidnapping um, kidnapping London. Now, he also wants Arya back, but Arya is not at the house when he comes to kidnap. But Sophia is with her. And Sophia does get beaten pretty bad by the betas that he brought. Um, so London, London agrees to go with Damien without a fight because her options are basically fight and we kill Sophia or come with us and we don't hurt her. Obviously, they do hurt her, but they don't kill her. So it's like a small silver lining in a way i mean there's only so much that can really be I, I, like obviously you can't take damien at his word um but she goes she's yet again knocked out and she wakes up back at um the room that she was in the beginning of the book. Now, it only seemed like she was out for a couple hours, and I don't know if they have a plane, um, but I and it makes me do wonder if they are in Phoenix or if they are somewhere else or or Arizona or somewhere else or or. I, I don't know. It's I'm not entirely sure where um, Damien's pack is located. What is happening back at Hidden Park is they find Sophia because she they the the pack is able to um, communicate telepathically with each other and. So Sophia lets Damien know, like, look, I was just jumped. They have London. Um, we need to go after them as soon as possible. So they get all their allies around. And when London actually does wake up and she finds herself back in the room where she is, um, Damien tells her, look, I know about the... Um, the birth control device. I'm having a doctor come take that out. And then then I'll get you, then I'll have you pregnant. And then as soon as the baby's born, I'm going to kill you. And she's just like, I know Tristan's going to come get me. I know he's going to come find me. I know he's going to kill you. Um, what she doesn't expect is when the doctor comes in, Paulina comes in right behind the doctor and kind of shoves the doctor out of the way. And she's her regular old, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And uh, she's just like, Tristan's going to be mine as soon as you're out of the way. He's, I'm going to be there to pick up the pieces and he'll be happy with me and he'll forget all about you and... I'm, I'm really just like, how, like, what fucking drugs are you on? Like, it's, it, she's, 
I like I I don't even know with Paulina anymore. It's so fuck. I don't know. Like it's like reality doesn't exist for her except for what she perceives as reality. And basically it, it almost seems like her reality is Tristan's not made for anyone but me. Anyone else who gets in my way to get to him is going to die. And no matter what, he'll always he'll love me and it doesn't matter if he has a true mate or not. He'll love me. It, it, it's so fucked up. But London basically um, tells Paulina she's crazy. So Paulina comes over and stabs her. I believe it's twice in the abdomen. And... Right, and she basically gets stabbed right before the Hidden Park pack gets there, and Paulina escapes, and she's able to get back to Hidden Park. So Tristan and Sophia, they find her, they also have the doctor there, and they are able to take her to the hospital, and for... As soon as she gets to the hospital, she's taken straight into surgery. London does make it out of surgery, but due to blood loss um, and and just kind of how and whatever drugs were in her system beforehand, her body is weak and it does take her five days to actually wake up. And in those five days, it had slowly, like, killed Tristan because he didn't know for sure if she would wake up. Because there are times when after surgery, if even if everything goes right, it's not always a 100% guarantee. So she, after a couple more days in the hospital, um, she is finally released and they go back to the pack now. Not No one in the pack knows that London had survived except for Tristan, the twins, Arya, and Sophia. Other than that, everyone thinks that she passed away. So they finally, they do have Paulina in custody. And they bring her dad in first before they do a trial for her. Um, and they tell her dad, be like, look. Unfortunately, we the only way for everyone to be safe is for Paulina to Paulina to be executed. And they tell her dad this and he he understands. He understands exactly what Paulina had done before because she betrayed the pack. She betrayed the pack and she tried to kill the um she tried to kill the Luna. And when I say Luna, I mean, um, it, it's a term for the Alpha's wife, I believe the head female of the pack. Also, um, one of the things that they tell Robert is that 
until the trial, you are not allowed to see your daughter, not allowed to talk to her. And that is just a safety precaution for the most part. Um, so they're having a pack meeting where they're sentencing Paulina and she, when Paulina walks in, she's got this very smug look on her, but as soon as she sees London is alive, oh, it, she goes fucking insane. And she starts spewing about how Tristan's hers and all this. So Paulina shifts. And when she shifts, she's able to get one out of the handcuffs that are on her and get away from the twins that are bringing her in. So she goes yet again after London. Now, Sophia also, um, also shifts and is able to pin Paulina down. And, and Tristan stands over her after he tells everyone else to leave the room except for um, Aria, London, the twins, Sophia, and her dad. And he's just like, you brought this on yourself. You have not only attempted to kill London once, but now twice. We have no choice but to execute you. Now we're giving you your father one more time. We're giving your father one last time to talk to you. And he does. He's just like, I don't know what I did wrong. I thought I was the best parent for you. But apparently I wasn't. Some Somewhere I went wrong and you turned into this person that I don't even recognize anymore, basically. And um, when... Paulina is killed, or is executed, I should say. Um, Tristan tells Robert, you can bury her next to her mother on Packland. Uh, I'm doing this because, because you helped me to become the alpha that I am today. And, I'm, and if it was anyone else, I would not grant this. But now they have to have a plan for Damien. Because Damien is still gunning for both Arya and London. And they end up having a pack meeting. And this pack meeting is, or I don't want to say a meeting, but they do have a meeting with Damien and neutral territory. And Damien is yet again throwing around weight that he doesn't have. And... And he's being basically the misogynistic pig that he's always been. But Arya is so t- fucking tired of hearing this. Because this is all she's heard through her entire childhood. And originally for this meeting, um, Tristan didn't want either London or Arya there. But they both put their foot down for it. And since Arya can't, or since London can't shift, uh, she was able to bring a handgun with her. Now she has that handgun tacked, uh, tucked into her back. Now Arya doesn't want to shift and doesn't want to fight Damien because I don't know how well that would go over. Plus, there'd just be so much chaos in that. So Damien's fucking spewing. She. 
Arya speaks up and be like, look, I am the only child of Damien. If he dies, I become Alpha in the pack. And he's just like, well, I'm not going to die. What she does is so fucking badass to where she has, she gets it. She takes a gun from Arya, from Arya's back, shoots him straight in the head and goes, look, now I'm Alpha. Now I don't want anything to do with this pack. So uh, this person that she named uh, Foster, I can't remember his first name, but his last name's Foster and be like, you're, you're the only one that was decent to me. You're going to be the new alpha. Now, if I hear anything of how it's being, how everyone's being mistreated yet again, we will come and we will kill you. And Tristan's just like, yep, yep. I agree with her 100%. And with everyone now neutralized, with all the threats now neutralized, Tristan and London can have the life that they want and they're able to become fully mated. Um, meaning while having intercourse, they both bite each other, marking them as mates. And while, and then afterwards, Tristan does propose to Arya, or fuck, propose to London, and she agrees to marry him. And that is the end of that book. Now, I... There's so many different twists and turns in this book, and it's awesome. I mean, you've got crazy upon crazy upon crazy. I mean, truthfully, in in if in any world, it seemed like Paulina and um and Damien were a match made in heaven for each other because they're both selfish fucking assholes. I mean, you you can't say that they're not. Damien wants more power and money and and all this. And he wants to set up a legacy where he will kidnap, beat, and rape women to be able to have that. And it gets, I mean, it comes to a head, it does, to where both of them meet their demise as needed. And it, it's just so fucking good of a book um it it's it's one of those that really gets you thinking and and plus i'm just like man why can't the whole thing of like faded mates or true mates why can't that fucking be true oh because like seriously i don't think i would be single if that was true that'd be fucking awesome right you just look and someone be like, look, look, I'm supposed to be with you. Ha ha, let's do this. But only after you turn 18. Um, but no, so I don't know. I, I, It's one of these series that fantastic, beautifully written. It, it, it literally has, it's got so much fucking action in it. It's awesome. Um, so... That is the end of this episode. I'm obviously not going to pick a uh, new book since we still got three more books to go for this series. I will say that the next book is called Discovering Aria. If you guys have not read it yet, I highly, highly recommend reading this series. Um, uh... But if you guys want to find me on social media, you can do that uh, on 
um, Instagram and Twitter. Please also rate, subscribe, and review. That is how new people, more people find this. It is how I get more ads in place. That's basically how I get paid for doing this. If you guys want to donate on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash notyournormalbooks. Uh, if you guys also have any book suggestions, any um, questions for me, any thoughts or feelings about any of the books that we have done so far, any questions about any of the books, anything at all, you can email that at uh, email that to not your normal books at gmail.com. I don't think there is anything else. So I will see you guys next week for the next episode.